0: Like we play like we fight. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yeah, from the top.
1: One, we're the
0: What's up, everybody? This is the Big Easy Bets podcast. I am your host, Logan, and with me in the studio, Nick Von Brick.
1: My name's Nicholas Bradley, and I'm a gambling addict.
0: This is episode number 29, and that's uh, the the first step, admitting you have a problem. It feels good. (laughs) On the road to redemption. Um, We have week two of the XFL in the books, uh, college basketball is in full swing. It's kicking the shit out of me. I'm fighting for my life, like R. Kelly. Um, we got a big fight this weekend: Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder two. And the biggest news of the day: the greatest quarterback of all time is coming back home to New Orleans. He is staying put. He's on, in Hawaii right now. He was uh, getting his, uh, I guess, getting his thoughts together. And he made his decision, put it out on Instagram. He's coming back for one more ride. We're making another run at it, baby. Drew Brees is coming back. What are your thoughts on that?
1: Well, it's good news for the Saints because...
0: Because um, we've been fucked. Yeah. <laughs> A lot of these people are fucking crazy, man. On on uh, Facebook talking about the most outlandish statement I saw was, Drew Brees is old. He doesn't know how to read the defense anymore what hold on what he doesn't know how to read the defense what gave you that impression 27 touchdowns and four interceptions a 116 QBR that was always the knock on Drew was the interceptions uh, he had four are you just watching the Minnesota game and then that's how you're making your uh, you're letting that represent his entire season at the at 41 years old coming back from a thumb injury on in his throwing hand in five weeks on a six- to eight-week expected recovery time, but he can't read the defense. Come on. That's the problem with social media. Everybody can have an opinion, even the morons. I mean, I think Drew Brees is back. We're making another run at it. Everybody's fired up. Alvin Kamara and Michael Thomas are all over social media. We're ready. One more time. One more chance. All in, push all the chips in. We're going for it. I don't care if we don't win for another ten years. Go for it. If we win this year, I'm good. Let's go get somebody. Let's go get a AJ Green. Let's go let's go get somebody in the off season. Let's get somebody a, another corner to compliment Marshawn Lattimore. Let's go get Darius Slay. I mean, there's there's people out there. You just gotta make the moves. I'm very, very interested to see what we do in the draft. I mean, knowing Drew's coming back now. I mean, who you think we're taking number and then the first round? Or what do you think we're doing with that first pick? Anything? What number? Is it twenty seven? Yeah, I think so. Um Maybe. Yeah, probably draft a receiver. Who you who would you take? T. Higgins? <clears throat> um, I saw a lot of uh,
1: a mock draft
0: having us pick uh Henry Ruggs. Yeah. I mean the three popular guys that are gonna fall potentially to that spot are Ruggs, T. Higgins, and Jordan Jefferson, Justin Jefferson.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of good receivers in this draft. So I mean, uh, if the Saints prioritize receiver, then they're probably going to get a decent one
0: out there. Yeah, I mean, I, I I mean, if you had to pick out of the three, who are you taking? You taking Rugs?
1: I'm gonna be honest. I like Justin Jefferson.
0: I do too. I I, I would take I would take Jefferson or Higgins before I took Rugs. Rugs would be third on my list out of those three. In my opinion, I like Higgins. Higgins is big; hey, he's a good receiver, man. I like Higgins a lot.
1: Yeah, it's it's just it's tough to tell right now. I mean, the combine is going to have a big part to do it, where those players fall, um, pro days as well. But um, yeah, if it were me, I would rank them. I would have rugs in front of Higgins, but that's just me.
0: Yeah. So, yeah, obviously, um, as you all know now, Big Easy Bets is brought to you by Hold the Mayo, uh, HTM Sports. We had our first live stream this past weekend for Daytona, college basketball, and the XFL. And I'd say it went pretty well, even though Daytona got rained out. Um, it was a good environment. I enjoyed it. I was pounding Budweiser's in the name of Dale. Um, yeah, I enjoyed it. I had a good time. Um all of my college basketball picks are being put out on www.htmsports.com. You can go there, find all my picks. We've been struggling. We're still positive, though, sitting at 12, 11, and 1. I got two plays tonight. If you want to find out what those are, you won't be able to because this won't be out till Wednesday. Um, but it's all over social media. So if you're not following us on Twitter, at Big Easy Bets, um, Hold the Mayo follow on Facebook, follow them on Twitter, follow them everywhere. Instagram, HTM Sports, universal way to find Hold the Mayo. Um, yeah, I mean, we got some got some stuff in store, some exciting stuff that we're going to be doing. March Madness is coming up. We're going to be doing some stuff for that, all kinds of stuff. College basketball is in full effect. I'm fighting for my life. Um, but yeah, XFL week two is in the books. I was very underwhelmed with XFL. The quarterback play fucking sucks. There's two good quarterbacks in the league. That's it. Matt McGloin might be the worst quarterback of all time. It, I mean, it was fucking terrible. It was atrocious. The Vipers suck. Nick's real big on the Vipers. They fucking, they suck.
1: Um, do you want me to comment on
0: that? I mean, you're a Vipers guy, and they're well, fucking Well, first terrible. off,
1: um... Commenting on the stream, I thought the stream went well as well. I'm turning into a big racing fan. These races are pretty exciting. Yeah, you know what?
0: Fuck the XFL. Let's stu- let's touch on Daytona first. So, yeah, that shit is bananas. That shit is fucking crazy. There was like seven wrecks in the last three laps of the race, and prayers up for Ryan Newman, Uh, that was the worst wreck I've ever seen, and I saw a lot of consistent NASCAR fans say that that was the worst wreck they've ever seen, so... First race we tune into um, is an absolute shit show. I mean, he got waylaid on the driver's side when he was upside down, full speed. That car just smashed him on his driver's side, and he skid about a good two hundred yards upside down. So, and then I saw you saw the gasoline pouring out of the car while it was on fire. I was like, oh shit! I was like, this is about to this is about to get ugly. Um, luckily, they were able to, able to get there in time and put out the fire so word on ryan newman is that the injuries are non-life threatening but they are serious so i I heard that potentially that he may uh be burned up pretty bad so i don't know they haven't really released any word on him yet by the time you listen to this there might be some more um some more insight on how he's doing but praying for the guy because that looked brutal that looked rough um we were on Ricky Stenhouse Jr. and he got absolutely fucked. Number twelve, don't remember his name, cuts Ricky off, makes him go uh, below the double yellow lines. Ricky gets relegated to the back. Then the poor guy is just trying to go to to the pit and gets absolutely smacked from behind uh, by who was it? Do you remember who who hit him? No, me neither. But somebody just—he's just minding his own business. Trying to go pit and then get smacked on some guy trying to make a run at the wrong time, and then so next thing you know, his hood's all over the place. They're trying to get the hood down. Um, Ricky Stenhouse Jr. looked like he was gonna—he was making a play for it there at the end, and uh, he got a—he got a bad, a bad break. But
1: yeah, I'm a big Stenhouse fan now. Why's that? Well, you know, uh the guy we got doing um DT NASCAR coverage for Holden Mayo Sports is uh DT Cooper. Yep. Um
0: not to be confused with DB Cooper, the guy who stole the plane with all the money. <laughs> yeah, uh,
1: not to be confused with him, but um he's a NASCAR expert and he's a, a big uh Ricky Stenhouse Jr. fan. So, all of us at HTM had to put some money on Stenhouse to win this race and you know, he he to me, I don't know shit about NASCAR. And, um, me neither. Most of us really don't over here except for DT, and Devin seems to know a little bit about it. Mm-hmm. And um, while <clears throat> well, I'm watching, and I'm like, oh, he's really got a good shot. I got 20 to 1 odds on this. This is fucking awesome. <laughs> and um, he's an aggressive driver, which I like that about him. I like people that go out there and try to win.
0: He's fishtailing um, people on the
1: wall. I also had a bet on Kurt Busch, who was gonna make a run there late, and some jerk off knocked out thirty cars in the entire <laughs> fucking race, um, and Kurt Busch happened to be one of them, so that sucked. Um, but no, it's exciting. I We watched all the, the we whole race, the entire
0: race. We sat and, there and watched every lap. Yeah, e- and it's, except for whenever we would switch, or no, no, it wasn't even us. Whenever they would go to commercial something bad would fucking happen every single Yeah, we time.
1: got back from commercial and Stenhouse was um penalized and yeah. thrown to the back for going too low on the uh track. He went onto the what do you the shoulder, he, I no, guess. No, he call. went
0: below the double yellow lines, which you can't unless you're forced to go down there, which I guess the one like the guy cut him off, so he had to go down there or hit him is what he was saying. And it's NASCAR's discretion on if they enforce that rule or not. So I guess it's got to be real close, like real obvious that he had to go down there because they, they deemed that not uh, worthy of avoiding a penalty. So he got relegated to the back of the pack, unfortunately, because it looked like he was about to make a run at it. So, But I got to say, it was interesting. I enjoyed it. I'm planning on potentially making a, a trip out to Talladega. I don't know if you're talking about joining, but – That might have to happen, April twenty sixth, day after my birthday.
1: Yeah, it depends. I know for some reason that that date rings a bell in terms of uh, it could be around the NFL draft or.
0: Oh yeah, no, it um, is. Yeah, the NFL, the
1: XFL championship as well. So I don't know exactly what I'll be doing then. Right
0: the, now, The NFL draft's always around my birthday, but it's held on the 23rd, 24th, and 25th, so that excuse is out the window for you.
1: Okay, and from what I understand is that the
0: XFL championship is before
1: the NFL
0: has its draft. Is it? I'm looking it up right now. Nope, it is on April 26th.
1: Mother bitch.
0: Um, but is that something you fucking set your schedule around, judging by the first two weeks? No.
1: Well, hell! If y'all are going over there to cover um the NASCAR, I might go to Houston to cover the uh, <laughs> XFL championship since I'm more of a football guy and I don't know shit about anything else, really.
0: You just got done saying you were a big uh, I'm Stenhouse a big fan. I'm
1: a big fan of it, and I don't know shit about it. But I'm will- I'm willing to sit there watch it and learn. You know, I might have to get me a book or two.
0: They say it's an experience to go see it in person, so. Figured, why not? Yeah, well, that
1: woman on uh, Ricky Bobby enjo- enjoyed the tremors, you know?
0: Mm-hmm. I don't know what you're talking about.
1: Is it Ricky Bobby? Yeah, it is Ricky Bobby. What? The woman up in the press box. Oh. <laughs>
0: what the
1: fuck? When the cars will come by, she enjoyed those tremors. Uh, yep. Shaking up this, whatever, the building they were in.
0: Yep. That's a good
1: point. Um, so, something to if keep that's in mind. happening, then I might show up to, uh, something to keep Talladega.
0: In I mean, Talladega is one of, like, the best races, apparently, too, though. So, it's a good one to go to. Tickets are not, not expensive, either. So, you never know. We might find ourselves uh, at the old, at, at Dega, getting fucked up out in the sun, burning up. Um, but, yeah, so, NASCAR was interesting to... Uh, say the least, and the live stream went pretty well. So we're going to be doing more live streams in the future. So anybody that wants to tune in, be on the lookout. We'll give you a little heads up when we're going to be going live, and you can join in, message us, you can ask us whatever. You can see our in real-time reactions of what's going on and just some good banter. I mean, it was it was fun. I enjoyed it. But all right, well, let's get into the XFL, which was other than two quarterbacks, uh, a shit show. You had the first game, uh, the Guardians versus the Defenders. I couldn't have been more wrong about Matt McGloin taking care of the ball. He sucks. He had 44 yards and two uh, interceptions. One, I believe, resulted in a pick six. Um, He's fucking terrible. Absolutely terrible. That's all I'm going to say. Cardell Jones looked good. Twenty seven nothing went for the defenders. Easy cover. And the big I... the hold on the biggest lock of all time when it comes to the XFL are betting the unders. Bet the unders. Go ahead.
1: Um yeah, I had the um winning team in this one.
0: Uh they covered the spread
1: by a very large amount. Um the D C defenders who
0: What was it, a four point spread? Um it was a five. Yeah, we got it right. Five
1: there. Five point spread. They won,
0: what twenty seven to nothing, I believe. Yeah, yeah. Um, we got it right
1: here. Cardell Jones, one of the best quarterbacks, like you said. Uh, they have a good defense, uh, decent receivers. To me, Houston though, which we'll get to them. They have the best receivers in the. Um, yeah. In the in the XFO, they as might I have
0: s- the best quarterback too.
1: Yeah, and. Um, Look, I said after week one I, that I thought the Guardians were the worst team to win um, in week one, and they play another team that won and got
0: smashed, so I was right. Yep. So, second game, Nick's team, the Vipers, uh, going to Seattle to take on the Dragons. Um, kind of a snooze fest of a game. Under hit again. Uh, Dragons win 17-9. to um, Nick didn't want to inform me that Aaron Murray was out. Late scratch, I bet the Vipers, and I was not happy. The quarterback that they put in sucks. Um, Both of them. Yes.
1: Cornelius, white guy with the last name Cornelius, you know he's not going to yeah, be any that's good. that's a recipe for disaster um, right
0: there. Go fucking study a map or something. Yeah,
1: I mean, you got a guy named Cornelius, <laughs> you know he's not going to be able to do much. Yeah. You wonder if he can re- even read.
0: Yeah, like what are you? You're the minister of magic in Harry Potter.
1: And then who's their other quarter? Quentin, um, Flowers. Quentin Flowers, a running quarterback, can't throw for shit. All right, um, one we've them, been one of them. That.
0: Literally threw an interception. Just uh, that was it Quentin was basically Flowers. a handoff. Yeah, it was
1: the shortest pick six I've ever it seen. It was a
0: half yard pick six on a screen pass that the guy just just reached out and took out the air. I mean, literally, it was like it was a handoff basically. And that decided the, the fucking spread. So it was a two-and-a-half-point spread. Um, yeah. Yeah, the Vipers
1: were favorites. Two-and-a-half points when we picked them. Um, after they uh, missed Murray was ba- uh, battling a foot injury all week, and it came out late that week that Murray wasn't going to play. I didn't get um, that news. The Vipers were still favored by 1 point. They ended up losing to the Dragons 17 to 9, so they lose by 8 points. Um the Dragons to me
0: are, aren't that good. Aren't
1: very aren't a, a real contender in this thing. Um you the got, Vipers have talent and they can run. Teams. They do a good job running the ball, mm-hmm. I mean. You listen to uh them running the ball they ran it for 150 last week they ran it for 141 this past week uh to me there's a problem with coaching for the vipers um obviously not having your starting quarterback in and trying to run two different quarterbacks hurts the quarterback getting into a rhythm but um I mean they outgained their opponent by over by uh just under 100 yards again they outgained their opponent last week and couldn't find a way to win. It's just they're having – they're not even doing bad on third down. It's like they're having a hard time committing to to the run and uh, the quarterbacks are having a hard time hitting those short intermediate routes that are easy completions for quarterbacks at any level of football.
0: Yeah, I, I mean
1: – And I think if Aaron Murray comes back and plays – somewhat decent that this team could make a, a comeback but um as of right now you know you got to put them on a back burner because to me coaching is a big part of why they're not winning games uh suspect management of the game i mean they're running the ball well but uh they're just not able to manage the game that well and win so
0: yeah rough rough game uh that concluded the saturday games so Oh and 2 for me on Saturday. Uh, let's see. You went 1-1 one one on that Saturday. So Sunday rolls around. You got the Renegades versus the Wildcats. Uh, Cameron Artis Payne introduced himself to this league. I was confused why he only had – I don't think he had a single carry the week one, actually. So week two, I mean, he did pretty damn good. I want to say he averaged seven yards a carry. Let's see. He had 99 yards rushing five receptions for 35 yards and two total touchdowns on the day um looked head and shoulders better than the uh competition yeah you're right he did seven yards a carry two rushing touchdowns renegades 25 to 18 victory over the wildcats that covers the spread of four and a half Uh, i will say the wildcats josh johnson showed flashes in this game i felt like he uh He missed a a guy wide open for a touchdown and then came back the next drive and hit the same throw for a touchdown on a really nice throw, a good ball. Um, He showed flashes that he could be a solid player in this league, but until further notice, there's only two good quarterbacks. Uh, Honestly, overall right now, there's three, maybe four teams that have a legitimate shot. I would say three. I would say the defenders the Roughnecks and the Renegades, and I would maybe throw the Battlehawks in there. I like the Battlehawks. They were my long shot to win it all. I like Tiamu. Um, they're well coached. They can run the ball. I like what the Battlehawks are doing over there. Um, and that that was the last game on Sunday, Battlehawks versus the Roughnecks. The Roughnecks win by 4, 28-24. Uh, a late score for the Battlehawks with about a minute left covers the eight-point spread. You got to love it. Um two and two and zero on a Sunday for both me and Nick so that brings me to two and two on the weekend and Nick to three and one overall records we are both sitting at five and three and uh we're gonna see what we can do here in this week three getting a little bit more of a feel for uh what's going on um and I mean seeing which team passes the eyeball test and which doesn't so First game on Saturday, you got the Roughnecks going to Tampa to take on the Vipers. Uh, Vipers will or should be getting Aaron Murray back. I don't give a fuck. I'm taking the Roughnecks minus six. The Vipers might be the worst team in this league. You're a big Vipers guy, though, so I'm interested to see who you're taking. Um, Look, the Vipers have a good defense, and
1: the problem with them is, like I said before, you know, they're – they have a hard time finding a rhythm on offense a t- statistic t- uh t- statistic
0: autistic statistically
1: they look pretty damn good but um you know you watch the game and they they lose yards when they can and and they uh fail to convert in the red zone um they fail to get points on their opponent's fifth uh when they're over the opponent's 50 yard line they're on opponent's uh territory they fail to capitalize a lot of times uh, and to me that has to do with coaching so until further notice i have to stay away from the tampa bay vipers however you know this is a must win for them yep to um bounce back and turn this ship around because there's only 10 games in the xfl they started zero and two
0: there's only two teams sitting at zero and two right now but i still the think the, the vipers have
1: a lot of talent uh but the houston roughnecks to me are are by far the most talented offense in this league uh, led by Philip Walker at quarterback, they have very good wide receivers, shifty guys. Um, Sammy Coates, a former third-round draft pick for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, yeah, I like the Roughnecks in this one. Uh,
0: I mean, favored by six points. It's got to be PJ Walker or Cardale Jones for MVP right now. Uh, I don't know who else you could give it to. So. But so we're both on the rough next minus six. First game on Saturday. Second game on Saturday. You got the Dallas Renegades going to Seattle to take on the Dragons. Dragons getting two consecutive games at home. Gotta like that. Gonna be uh, not having to deal with the jet lag. Uh, four o'clock on a Saturday. What's the spread on this game? Four and a half. Four and a half in favor of Dallas. Yes. I'm gonna ride with Dallas here. I think Bob Stoops is uh, gonna start getting it getting it going. Going into week three now, going to really begin to a feel for his team. I think the offense will be clicking. Uh, the last couple drives there, they really got it together. They ran the ball very well. Cameron Artis-Payne asserted himself into the game. Um, I think, yeah, it's going to be a, a large dose of Cameron Artis-Payne, and then Bob Stoops controlling with his play calling. I don't think Seattle's going to have any answers. Brandon Silvers, who gives a shit? Um, look, dude, only four and a half points.
1: To me, the Renegades are going to beat the shit out of the Dragons. Um, this is going to be my big
0: easy bet. Dallas minus four and a half. Yeah. That's probably going to be mine too. I to think Dallas,
1: uh, really, you know, takes it to them. They're running the football. Um, yeah, they're going to run, they could run the ball for, uh, 170 yards in this one. I feel like,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, we're in agreement there. So, both on the Renegades. Uh, That'll cover the Saturday games. On Sunday, you got the New York Guardians taking on the St. Louis Battlehawks in St. Louis. You're looking at, what is it?
1: St. Louis Battlehawks are favored by 9.5 points.
0: Okay, 9.5 points for the Battlehawks. I mean, I can't bring myself to go with the Guardians. McGloin sucks. They benched him in the fourth. I don't even know who came in, and I don't even care. I really don't. Tiamu is a quality quarterback, in my opinion. He had a real bad interception late in the game last week. Um, Yeah, but that was total bullshit. Why?
1: Because um, they should have been a flag for offsides on that. He he thought that there was going to be, and he was throwing it up just for the hell of it because he thought it was a free play. The guy jumped in the neutral zone, and the ball was hiked while it was in the neutral zone. For some reason, there wasn't any replay showing it, but when I was watching this live, I saw it, and I knew exactly – why he threw the ball up into double coverage and it it,
0: it really did it cost the oh, he battle thought, hawks so he thought he had a free play
1: yeah it cost the battle hawks the game really because you know they only at that time they were down by i think four points so yeah. they were uh driving
0: yeah because dallas went down and scored and the Battlehawks um, scored late yeah it was you
1: know really- you throw that interception when you're uh just at the 50 yard line i mean yeah, it, it really cost him the game, but to me it wasn't as much as a, of a mistake as it was him thinking that.
0: He had a free play.
1: And I thought it should have been an offsides call. I mean, I didn't get to see a replay because they didn't show it, but at the time of the snap it looked like the defensive player was in the neutral zone, and I, I, I believe the referees missed that.
0: Okay, a little controversy there. Um, so who are you taking on Sunday?
1: I'm taking the Battle Hawks. The Guardians are in deep shit. You got um, McGoin Getting pissed off because he sucks. He's te- uh, telling the reporters at halftime, we got to change the whole freaking game plan. No, dude, you got to quit throwing the ball to the other team. Yeah, my um, God. Learn to throw the ball
0: he's scared to, to take your a players. Hit. Take a damn sack, McGloin.
1: Yeah, McGloin's a uh, big concern. I think that the Battlehawks are going to be able to run, and uh, Tiam- Tiamu is, is is a big factor. I think he's he's a good player in this league.
0: Yeah, no, I think he's a smart quarterback. I think he can make the throws. I think he's going to get it done for him. So we're both on the battle hawks there. Um, What's the spread? Last game on Sunday, you got the D.C. defenders going to L.A. to take on the Wildcats.
1: Um, The Wildcats are uh, eight-point underdogs. So the defenders are favored by eight.
0: So part of me would like to take the Wildcats. I'm not going to lie. I saw flashes from Josh Johnson. They're down. Uh, they're 0-2, they need a win. You lose this week, I mean, it's going to be them and the Vipers battling for last place. But I don't think I can do it. Cardell Jones and the Defenders might be the best team in this league. Uh, With the three-point extra point, that throws a monkey wrench into it, so nine points is basically, potentially, could be a touchdown spread. Um, I'm going to roll with the D.C. Defenders here.
1: Um, I'm gonna go with the
0: Wildcats getting eight uh,
1: at home, even though LA doesn't bring anybody to these games. It seems like, um, yeah, home field advantage big shitty football
0: uh city LA is home field advantage is kind of obsolete for me at Seattle. Yeah. No, Seattle's Seattle. the only one they had what? 30,000 people.
1: Yeah. So they had the whole lower bowl field of the, of the Seahawks stadium. I think that's century link field. Yep. Um, yeah, and they were making a shit pile of noise too. So yeah. uh it 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 is an advantage for the Dragons, but um the Wildcats played at home as well last week and uh didn't matter. Yeah, didn't they didn't have any type of advantage. But um yeah, I'm gonna take the Wildcats. I like Josh Johnson. Uh his ability I think that uh he's gonna try to make some uh, more plays with his legs this week. Uh, And I just think eight points may be a little bit too much, even though I do think the defenders are are
0: really freaking good, have a really
1: good defense and uh, a good quarterback.
0: Yep. All right, so to recap, we are both on the Roughnecks, the Renegades, and the Battlehawks. And then we are on opposite sides of the fence with I am on the D.C. Defenders, and Nick is on the Wildcats. Who knows how it's going to go, but we're going to find out. Week three of the XFL. Both of us are sitting at five and three at the moment. If all goes according to plan, um, one of us will be, what, nine and three. One will be eight and four. So we'll see how it goes. Um but yeah, that'll wrap up the XFL coverage. Uh, I said earlier in the show that we have a big fight this weekend. You've got Tyson Fury versus Deontay Wilder 2. Saturday night, I'm pumped. Uh, this is probably one of the most anticipated boxing matches in recent memory. I mean, you got two heavyweight guys going at it. Uh, two different style guys. One guy swings for the fences and normally connects. And then that's all she wrote. And The other guy is just... A hell of a boxer. Quick feet. Much quicker than what you would think looking at him. Um, I mean, I'm interested to see how it goes. This one's got a lot of hype on it. We potentially might do a live stream for this fight. Uh, So stay tuned for that. We will put the word out if we do. If we do decide to do a live stream, we will pack the house and we will all be pounding Budweiser's because that's what we do now. So uh, last I saw, I think you told me was... That Fury is a slight favorite in this fight. Is that correct?
1: No, he's an underdog.
0: I mean Wilder. Yeah, yeah. Fury's the underdog. Wilder's a slight favorite.
1: Yeah, so Wilder's um a slight favorite getting minus 130. Uh Tyson Fury in this one is an even money bet,
0: as we speak. <clears throat> yeah, I, I personally am gonna roll with um Deontay Wilder. Uh he was able to connect with Tyson Fury. On two separate occasions, late in the last fight, and he put him down. And Tyson Fury rose back from the dead like the damn Undertaker, kicking his way out of the coffin. Um, I don't know that he gets up this time if he gets caught again. And Wilder has shown that he normally catches everybody. I think he's got, like, 42 wins, 41 of them by knockout, and, like, 36 of his knockouts are first-round knockouts, which is fucking incredible, if you ask me. So... It's a pretty ridiculous stat, and it could be give or take a few on his overall record. Um, but, yeah, I'm pretty pumped up for this fight. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Um, and I'm going to go with Wilder here. And Tyson Fury is predicting a second-round knockout, though, if you can believe that. Um,
1: Look, this is the most significant heavyweight fight since Mike Tyson probably fought Lennox Lewis. Um To me, this fight is going to be even a better fight than the first one. It's going to be bonkers. Uh, You have Tyson Fury saying that he's coming for a knockout. We know Wilder is a knockout artist. That's what he does. Um, I think you're going to see these guys trade a little bit. Um, Fury's going to have to be on point with his boxing, his head movement, his footwork. Uh, It's usually good. It's going to have to be uh, better than it usually is to win this fight. Um,
0: Both have said they are not leaving it up to the judges. So.
1: Yeah, I think, you know, and you asked me, do I think Wilder can be knocked out? Um, has Wilder ever been knocked down?
0: Deontay Wilder? Yeah. Uh, Not to my knowledge, but that, I mean, that doesn't mean he hasn't. So, as far as I know, no.
1: Yeah, I can't remember a time <laughs> him being knocked Maybe down. Once, no Maybe once. Maybe one time, yeah. but... um. Yeah, uh, it's going to be tough for Tyson Fury to win this fight by knockout, but, um, you know, it's something he's been working on in training camp, improving his power. Um, You know, a big thing to me in this is uh, Tyson Fury fired his old coach, Ben Davis, the guy that helped him through his comeback. Uh, Ben Davis was more of a friend than a real boxing coach to Tyson Fury. He's a guy that lived with Tyson Fury, helped him uh, get back on his feet. You know, Tyson Fury fell into a deep depression after winning the heavyweight world championship um, against Vladimir Klitschko. And the new guy uh, who's training him is uh, Javon Sugarhill Stewart, the nephew of um, the late great uh, boxing trainer Emmanuel Stewart, who uh, Emmanuel Stewart happened to train Vladimir Klitschko, uh, Lennox Lewis, uh, and Tommy the Hitman Hearns, all former heavyweight world champions. So he's in that gym. He's in that family now. Um, I think that that's going to be a big part of this fight. That uh, he's taken uh, the boxing. You know, I see a lot of people saying, "Oh, he's doing WWE. He's not taking uh, it seriously." Not to me, he's taking it seriously than ever, more seriously than ever. Um, his comeback to me was. Uh, very impressive the way that he was able to box without, re- you know, there was a lot of critics who um, pointed out the fact that Ben Davis isn't a notable boxing coach. And uh, I think now that he does have a notable boxing coach, um, just improves Tyson Fury's game overall. To me, it's going to be a close fight. Obviously the uh, betters in Vegas think it's going to be close too. Uh the over under uh, in this one for rounds is 10 and a half. I'd say under. Yeah, I mean it's interesting. I think if Tyson Fury wins this fight, he's going to have to score a knockdown, at least a knockdown. Yeah. Um I thought he clearly won the first fight. Um to me if you argue otherwise, I mean I just don't understand if you say that he won more than the two rounds that he he knocked um Fury down and then you're crazy, so.
0: Well, you said the judges had it at a split decision going into uh if he didn't get knocked down that last time, right?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, I have no idea if it, if Fury doesn't get knocked down in the twelfth round, he won. He would have won the twelfth round, meaning he won eleven of them. He got knocked down in the ninth round. Uh, you score that to Wilder. You score the twelfth round to Wilder for the knockdown. Um, to me, it just doesn't make. It doesn't add up. It it was clear that Tyson Fury dominated every other round. There wasn't rounds that were even close. The only reason Wilder won rounds is because he scored knockdowns.
0: Yeah. now yeah, I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Uh, we'll, we will 100% be tuning in whether we're doing a live stream or not. But if we do, I think that would be uh, quite the event to do it on. That will be uh, an exciting environment for sure. So so I take it are you riding with Fury? Yeah,
1: I'm going with Fury. I think even Money um, – <clears throat> And this one is is a good bet. Um, you know, you got to risk a little more with Wilder and Wilder. Um, he's a skilled power puncher. When he hits people, they usually go to sleep. Uh, Fury though has proven that he has a chin. Uh, one thing you might have to worry about is uh, if Fury has a vulnerability with being cut. He was cut in his last fight, and it uh, he was cut bad. He really had to box his way through that thing and kinda of fight um more of a war than a boxing match. Mm-hmm. Um to protect himself from uh a doctor stoppage. But um yeah, to me it would suck if that fight ended by some type of shit like that. But um No, I think Fury's shown that he can get back up. The big thing is 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 the judge is gonna score the score the card fairly if he doesn't get knocked out.
0: No, yeah, boxing clearly is rigged. It's shown us on multiple occasions that it can be rigged. Um.
1: I mean, I just think there's a problem, you know, with all um, all sports that are decided by uh, a judge because it's so subjective. Yeah. And to me, I just don't, especially in this first fight between Fury and, and Wilder, I mean, I don't see how you could say that Fury didn't win one through eight. Um, Wilder won nine, Fury won eight through, um, I mean, uh, 10 and 11, and then Wilder won 12. Even if you give Wilder 10-8s in both of those rounds that he won, it's still a clear win for Fury. I just don't see how you could think that Wilder won any other round. I mean, he was clearly getting out box. He wasn't hitting Tyson Fury with anything. I mean, when he hits people, he knocks them down. down. Um, Fury came out of that fight relatively clean other than those knockdowns. I mean, he he boxed a perfect fight other than the two times he got knocked down. Um, but to me, he can't get knocked down in this one to win. Um, yeah, so it's, it, it's tricky with the judges. That's why, you know, when I'm betting on a, a combat sport that's settled by judges, you know, you got to be, uh, you don't want to risk a whole lot of money on it.
0: Yeah. No, because I, anything I agree. can happen in a fight. And um, I do like that they said neither one of them are planning on leaving it up to the judges, but that doesn't mean it won't go to decision. But hopefully they're coming out swinging. So they know what can happen if it's left up to the judges. So we'll see what happens, though. I'm excited. I think it's going to be a hell of a fight. Yeah, I
1: think it's going to be. <clears throat> I mean, there's so many boxing matches and there's a lot of good boxers, and it's hard to distinguish and get through all the junk that's in boxing because there's so many boxers and there's so many world championships and titles um and then there's like a million weight classes so it's hard to really get but this one every fight fan over the uh in the entire world is going to be watching it it's going to uh do tremendous pay-per-view numbers you know they're charging 80 bucks for this one so damn um It's going to cost you, but it's going to be worth it, in my opinion. I I think that you're going to see a fight that uh, really puts the heavyweight division back on the map. You know, they said the first one did it, but I I think that this one, more people are going to be tuned in, and um, you're going to get that old-school heavyweight clash that, you know, everybody's been starving for for the past 20 years.
0: Yep. All right. Be sure to tune into that and be on the lookout in case we do decide to do a live stream. We will let everybody know ahead of time. Uh, I think that'll wrap up episode number 29 of Big Easy Bets. You got anything to say before we go? Nope. All right. That'll do it. Uh, Remember, go to www.htmsports.com for all of the unfiltered sports entertainment that you need. I mean, we're out here. Right here, doing what needs to be done for the people. We got t-shirts on the way. You can go pre-order now. Uh, four different awesome colorways. A really cool um, purple and gold colorway. Mardi Gras, LSU, whatever you want, it, it works.
1: Yeah, Lakers.
0: Yeah, yeah, Lakers fans. I mean, it. We got some quality guys um, designing these logos. These shirts are top-notch. So you get it's worth it's worth the price of admission. So. um yeah, that'll wrap up episode 29 of Big Easy Bets. Follow us on, twit- on Twitter, at Big Easy Bets. Uh, go to Apple Podcast if that's not where you're already listening. Unless you're one of those Android users and you're listening on Spotify, that's okay. We still have love for you guys too. Uh, Apple Podcast, go subscribe, give us five stars, leave us a review if you want. Any questions on a game that you want our, our opinion on, <clears throat> You can message us on Twitter, like I said, at Big Easy Bets. Follow HTM Sports on all social media accounts, and that will do it. Drew Brees is back, baby. The Saints are making one more go at it. Y'all have a good one. Who that? We just gotta do what we do. We play like we play. We be us. We be special. We smell greatness. We finish strong. Yes, from the top.
1: One. Two, three.